everybody. Welcome to Financially Believes College Football and College Basketball Betting Podcast. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Appreciate everyone rating, reviewing, subscribing to the pod for our little once-a-week chats that we do. Hopefully, you've been winning some money. Hopefully, you've been having some fun betting. Had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we had a, uh, a pretty good time over Thanksgiving. Did pretty well. Got back on track. And uh, honestly, it's all pretty thankful to the NFL for that. I had a really good NFL slate for that one. We went uh, four and two, I believe, on our NFL picks. So that was really good. We came away positive in the unit territory. We're now 29 and 30. We're still looking for that over 500 betting streak to go. And I think this is going to be the week to do it. We got conference championship weeks. We got college basketball. I finally have some college basketball picks, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, And we're minus 2.7 units on the year. So it's time to get back into the positive, as we say so often on this podcast. Appreciate everyone again. Review, subscribe. Let me know what you think. Let me know what bets you're taking. Would love to ride some with you. Or Also, let me know if you're fading me. Because right now, again, we're down 2.7 units. So whatever bets you think I'm going to be making, maybe you fade them. Would love to hear that as well, because uh, that might bring you... Success, too. You can find me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein. Um, and, uh, again, some college basketball bets for today. Finally, first one of the season. Finally had a couple weeks to, to watch some games, read up on some things, look at some teams. I didn't want to give out any bets or any plays for, for college basketball so soon just because, I, I you know, I was paying more attention to college football, paying attention to NFL. We got World Cup games going on, go USA against Netherlands on Saturday. So, you know, there's a lot of going on. I didn't have too much time to, to, to focus on college basketball, but – now we do. Now we do. We got some college basketball plays for you, and of course, conference championship games as well. We got that one, two, three, four. I wanted to mention just quickly. I really hope in college football for the one through four for the conference uh, for the for the semifinal games for the college football playoffs. I hope it stays the same as it is now. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, USC. That's what should be the final four next week. No matter what happens in these games, USC should not be punished for having to play an extra game, and that game being the conference championship, Ohio State should not be rewarded for not playing a game this weekend. That's just my opinion. I know there's a lot of people that don't share it, and I know the committee probably won't adhere to that if USC does lose Friday night, tonight, as of this recording against Utah. There's a chance Ohio State slips back into that four-spot They're a brand-name team. They're a well-known team. People like to watch Ohio State play football, so the committee putting them in would make sense if USC lost, but I think that is that would set a really bad precedent. That really would set a really bad precedent, I think, because then you're essentially punishing USC. I know it would be a two-loss USC. I understand the optics of that as well. But they're in the conference championship game. Why are you punishing them for having to play an extra game? I know they lost, even if they lose. And you're rewarding Ohio State for losing against Michigan, rewarding for them essentially for not having to play in the Big Ten Championship game, not having to play that extra game. I think that's wrong. I think it would set a bad precedent, which means the committee will absolutely do it because no one ever knows what the committee's going to do. They are extremely inconsistent and secretive. So there's a chance USC loses this game on Friday. Tonight, Ohio State gets to move in to that number four slot. And who knows, if TCU loses, they shouldn't be moved out of the top four. But you just never know. You never know. Certainly a route 
uh, if TCU and USC lose, there is certainly a road where we can see Ohio State and uh, Alabama sneak in. I really hope that doesn't happen, but uh, you, you truly never know with this committee. Let's get into some of the bets that we're going to do. Two college basketball bets that I have for today, for Friday's games, and then we have some bets for the conference championship games as well that I wanted to get into. We will start with Maryland-Illinois. This game is going to be played in College Park in Maryland. This is going to really truly be Illinois' first true Big Ten road test of the season. They played Virginia. It was in a neutral site in Vegas. They lost that game. Maryland is one and a half, minus one and a half. And I'm going to take Terrapins. I like Maryland in this one as a short home favorite, mainly because this is Illinois' first true road test of the season, their first true Big Ten road test of the season as well. Maryland is a tough place to play. They've started the season undefeated. It's going to be a really tough environment to play in. You know, when Maryland is good at basketball, they really do get the fans to come out. They really do get the noise levels up uh, over there in, in College Park. And this is going to be a tough environment for Illinois. And Illinois, you know, they've been good. They've shown sparks of being a really good team. Defensively, they've been really good as well. I'm a little worried offensively if they're going to be able to start strong against a tough offensive Maryland team. It, it's... Likely for me, I'm thinking this might be a shootout. I mean, the over might not be the, the worst bet as well in this one. It's in the mid-140s. But Maryland's top 20 in adjusted offensive efficiency this season. And Ken Palm, they've, they've looked really good. I think they're 17th offensively. This is a team that can just run you out of the gym. They're, they're scoring 80-plus points. 80-plus points. This is, this is not the Maryland teams of old. So I'm a little worried Illinois is going to be able to keep up. I know Illinois' defense is is certainly something they rest their hat on this season, but they haven't seen a team like Maryland, really. They haven't played a true road game against a really good team like Maryland this season. So if I can get Maryland minus one and a half, I'm going to take it. So I'll take Maryland. I'll take the Terrapins in this one for Friday night. Another big game happening in college basketball, Gonzaga and Baylor in South Dakota, Sioux Falls. Uh, both these teams have had a really interesting season, honestly. You look at Gonzaga and Baylor, and, and you look at two really good college basketball teams, but they have, uh, they've had their ups and certainly their downs this year. Uh, Gonzaga, of course, with a few losses. Baylor coming off a few losses. So these are two teams that are still somewhat trying to find themselves. It's early in the season, so I don't blame them too much for that. So I, I don't know if I can really pick a winner in this one. I lean towards Gonzaga minus 2.5. Uh, Baylor just has not looked like the better team of the two so far this season. But I, I wanted to look at another play. I like the over, too. I think the over is probably a solid play. These are two high-powered offensive teams. But my play for this one is going to be the Gonzaga team total over 82.5. Over 82.5 for Gonzaga. Now, we all know Baylor's a really good offensive team. We all know Gonzaga's a really good offensive team. Gonzaga is ninth in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. Baylor is 17th in adjusted offensive efficiency. And both these teams don't really have very good defenses. Baylor has a really bad three-point defense as well. Really, really bad three-point defense. They give up 40% plus a game. Gonzaga is a really good three-point shooting team. 40-plus percentage from downtown. So... If there's any spot where Gonzaga is going to succeed in this game, it's going to be from the three-point line. I can see a lot of points in Gonzaga's future. This is a team that is no stranger to scoring 80, 90, even 100-plus points in a game. They're 14th in the country in scoring about 84 points a game on average. 
In their last three, they're scoring an average of 85 points a game. So I really like Gonzaga to get over 82.5 simply because, A, this is probably going to be a fast-paced, high-scoring game. And I think Gonzaga's where they succeed and where they thrive offensively, Baylor is not going to be able to stop them. And plus, Gonzaga's had the sixth highest strength of schedule this season. This is a battle-tested team. They, they've looked good. They've looked bad. But you can't argue that they've had a really tough battle-tested schedule, sixth in strength of schedule, according to Ken Palm. So this is a team that knows how to play. This is a team that's been through the grinder. They're coming together as a team. They can score points. And now they're playing a Baylor defense that uh, struggles to guard the three-point line, that struggles to guard inside the paint. I like Gonzaga to score a bunch of points tonight. Over 82 and a half. We'll go with that one. So those are my two college basketball bets. Uh, we're going to have more as the season goes on and on. But I you know, just wanted to start slowly. Wanted to you know, dip my toe a little bit in this college basketball thing. Well, I read a little bit about it. I feel confident in some of these plays. So we'll go with Maryland minus one and a half. Gonzaga over 82 and a half for their team total. Let's move on, though, to college football. The bread and butter of this podcast. I'm excited. Conference championship weekend. You know, it should maybe not really matter who wins and loses some of these games in terms of the college football playoff, but it might. So it should be an exciting weekend, especially tonight on Friday night. But we'll start with Saturday night for one of my three-star plays. SUNC plus 7.5, facing off against Clemson in the ACC championship game. I like the underdog. I like the Tar Heels, plus 7.5. And And if you read about this game, if you read a lot about about people who know much more than me about college football, much more than me about UNC and Clemson, a lot of these guys like UNC to win outright as a huge underdog. So if you're going to take any underdog on the money line this weekend, I really don't think you could go wrong. It's not the worst pick in the world to take the UNC money line. I'm going to take their spread at plus 7.5 because I don't know if I fully trust the line for UNC to protect Drake May. However, I do think Drake May is going to be a big reason why Clemson probably won't cover in this game. UNC's coming off a tough loss against NC State. Drake May didn't look good in that one. This is going to be a bounce-back game for him. Clemson's defense is is not going to be good. They're not going to be able to stop the passing game of UNC, I don't think. And are we really sure Clemson cares that much about this game? This is a team that had college football playoff aspirations. DJU, quarterback, coming back, looking good. They thought, and now he's really just been inconsistent. They haven't been able to get anything going offensively at a consistent rate. Defensively, they're struggling 74th in passing defense. Really middle of the road defensively. You know, they almost lost to Syracuse at home. So I, I'm not, I don't fully believe in this Clemson team to finish games. Now, UNC, don't get me wrong, they have their issues, they have their faults, but they 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 have looked good throughout the season, at least at a consistent level. And you know for the most part what you're gonna get from Drake May. He's going to to win that Heisman. He's trying to win the Heisman. He's not really a favorite. I, I think some of these losses, especially against NC State, against Georgia Tech, really hurt his his case, but he he still feels like he's in it. This is going to be a guy who's coming off a rough game. He's good enough to come off a rough game and a bounce back. So UNC getting 7.5, more than a score, getting that little extra half, I really like them against Clemson in this ACC title game. So I'll take UNC plus 7.5. And, and the game on Friday night, tonight, as of this recording, USC minus 2.5 against Utah. Let's go with the Trojans. And, you know, the simple fact is USC is just that good. 
The Trojans are that good. They're fifth in total offense in terms of yards a game. They're third in points per play. This team scores at will. At will. They don't have to hide anything. They go out, Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy favorite, goes out and beats you offensively. And the one game they lost this season against Utah was on the road at Utah, a really tough place to play. And they still only lost because Utah got a two-point conversion at the end of that one. This one's at a neutral field in Vegas on the turf. Going to be fast. Going to be a lot of points. I think USC wins that matchup eight or nine times out of ten. And I think they cover now that it's under a field goal. You have some sharps that bet down Utah to from plus three to plus two and a half. I just don't see it. I really don't see how Utah can stay in this game. They've had their fair share of injuries this season, some line issues as well. USC's rolling, man. They, they're just rolling. They're, they've been playing some of their best football of the season in the past few games. They, they simply are just going to overpower Utah. I see very few ways that the Utes can win this game. Now, maybe a neutral site can help them a little bit, but it's tough. It really is. I bet the USC win total under to start the season over the summer, and that's turning out to be a really stupid-looking bet under 9.5. USC has played really well this season. They're going to play really well towards the last couple games of the year. They're battle-tested. They have a Heisman Trophy favorite, a guy who's really gunning for that Heisman Trophy. Uh, he's a long favorite, but I think he still knows he has to play well in these conference championship games to actually be seen and, and, and have a good chance in New York. So I love Caleb Williams to do his thing. This, the USC offense is, has been virtually unstoppable for the most part this season, and I, I really have a tough time seeing how Utah wins this game, let alone even covers at 2.5. So I'm going to take the Trojans. I'll take USC out in Cali, minus 2.5 in the Pac-12 championship game Friday night. And finally, let's go to the Big Ten. Purdue. Purdue, for the first time in the Big Ten championship game, history is in the Big Ten title game. First time since 2000. The Boilermakers are trying to win the Big Ten. And they're getting 17 points against the Maize and Blue, against Michigan, who just heard yesterday they're going to be without their running back, Blake Corum, who's out for the rest of the season. Get on the train. Let's do it. Purdue plus 17. We're going to go with the Boilermakers. They're not going to win this game. But they're probably not going to get blown out either by a Michigan team that knows even if they lose, they're still in the college football playoff. Now they have incentive to win because they. I don't think they want to play Georgia in that first semifinal game. I think they like being in that number two spot. So they're probably going to win this game, but I don't think they have any incentive to blow out Purdue by more than three scores. I really do not think so. And also, if you want a little stat here for this one, favorites in the Big Ten Championship game are 3-8 and eight against the spread. This is a lot of points for Purdue. Purdue's not a bad team. They're really not. They went through a pretty difficult Big Ten West schedule. Now, Iowa losing against Nebraska helped them. Absolutely. You can make the argument this isn't the best team in the Big Ten West, but Purdue gets things done. Now, offensively, we're going to see how consistent they're going to stay. Defensively, it's going to be tough to stop Michigan in that run game simply because we saw what they did against Ohio State. They just beat teams down with their physicality and their brute brutalness on the ground. But this is this is their Super Bowl. This is Purdue's game. This is it. This is what they work for all season long. 
This is their game. So they are going to be giving it all. This is They're playing with house money. They got nothing to lose. But they're still treating this like their Super Bowl, and they're playing a Michigan team that really does not care if they win by five points or if they win by ten points. It doesn't matter to Michigan at this point. They're going to be fine winning by a field goal if they want to. They're still going to make it in the college football playoffs. So Purdue plus 17 is the move. I'll take the points in a game like this. I just I, I don't see it. I really don't. How much does Michigan want to win is, is the true question. We know J.J. McCarthy showed up against Ohio State. I don't think Michigan and, and Jim Harbaugh is going to want to give anything away. This is not going to be some trickery play for Michigan. This isn't going to be them digging deep into their offensive playbook. They want to give nothing away to their potential semifinal opponent in late December. So we're not going to see some high trickeration play for Michigan. This isn't a game they've been prepping for all season long, like against Ohio State, where they have a very specific game plan. They know exactly what they're going to do. It's none of that. This is going to be Michigan just trying to get out of Indy with a win. So Purdue plus 17 is my pick for that one. To recap, college basketball, Maryland minus one and a half against Illinois. Gonzaga team total over 82 and a half. College football for these conference title games, UNC plus seven and a half. USC minus two and a half. And we're going to go with the Boilermakers plus 17 on Saturday afternoon evening. Those are my picks. Please let us get back to over 500 to end the college football regular season. I think we can do it. We just need two of these wins to happen. College basketball I'm excited for. We're going to have more college basketball picks as the weeks go on. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Wittenstein. Good luck to everybody. Have a good weekend, and we'll talk next week.